0: Good afternoon, and welcome to our Gulf Coast show. We're live from Acme Arch 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Come on by, business. We got a crowd uh, before the game, and so you want to come eat before the game? Pick up something. They also got great uh, drink specials. If you want to grab you something, you know, and even somebody else. Uh, yeah come on out here great food uh, again great uh great here. watch the game we are absolutely surrounded by televisions and um right now before we get into lsu call uh, 24.4 with about five and thirty but the floor we knew it man seven straight times that you have not been able to beat Clemson, and that does weigh on your mind. This game is mental in a lot of ways, and we see it now with Florida State. They fell behind earlier, fought their way back. Now it's a tie football game, but, um, you know, it's a change for LSU-Arkansas. This game was normally or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it was always sort of scheduled in that particular manner and now moved up in the
1: schedule, and and who knows when we see uh, Arkansas again. Yeah, this is the earliest time that LSU and Arkansas has played in the season. I remember when I was playing, we would always play either things like that Thursday or that Friday evening after Thanksgiving or Thursday or uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. And, you know, in 1996, my son was born five minutes into that playoff, uh, that game. (laughs) So you know, I had a cell phone back then, but I couldn't use it. My dad told me to go ahead and uh, turn that thing on only when you were driving on, in a the vehicle. Then you can, if you needed to make a, you know, an emergency phone call or something like that. But I turned it on that day during the halftime, and I got a voicemail that said he was here. And then in the second half of that game, we balled out. So what I'm gonna say is, so LSU and Arkansas are playing for the Golden Boot, and it's always something special. And Arkansas brings a tremendous amount of just, just. Just hard-nosed football to the table all the time, and it's it's gonna be fun to watch this game tonight for me because I, it's the earliest it's ever been, and it doesn't mean anything. It Doesn't mean anything, but it means everything for the the golden boot, if you will, and uh, and that's something that we are prideful for. So I know people see at the end of the games the guys are carrying this big gold boot-looking thing with the yeah, and the state not of just Augusta, one dude. Yeah, it's like four or five. <laughs> That sucker is about 500 pounds. It's heavy. <laughs> it's, it's real gold-plated. <laughs> uh, kind of heavy-hearted
0: tonight for LSU and also for mm-hmm. Arkansas because of, uh, pray for three, Greg Brooks. Uh, yep. Man, uh, you know, when you get up in age uh, is one thing when you have health issues. When you got a 22-year-old young man go through that type of surgery, yeah. we see it also with children, too. Uh, man, it yeah. tugs at your heart uh, to see that happen to Greg. And uh, it's not about coming back and play ball or anything else. I mean, it's just getting him back to good health. Because uh, I saw somebody ask the question, and I guess it needed to be asked about, could he come back and play at some time? But really, you concerned about his health, him getting back to good health. Uh, and, and he was a good guy, good guy in life. Uh, we heard Sam Pittman open his press conference Monday talking about Greg Brooks. We've had people that covered Arkansas just praise Greg Brooks as being a guy that you could go to uh, for interviews, a yeah. leader on that football team. He was the same here at LSU. And so our hearts and prayers and thoughts with Greg Brooks and with his family. Um, and, again, that sort of weighs on, especially when you uh, see this happen to a young man that was just on the field a couple weeks back.
1: Well, I remember last year when they had a um, – uh, ESPN did a special on him and his grandmother, and it was such a heartwarming story. And I think moving forward with understanding what's going on, where he is in his life, um, this is going to teach everybody. This is a teaching moment for everybody. Just take a moment, slow down, understand life as for what it is. Um, Tell your loved ones you love them. Show them respect, spend some time with them, because you just never know what's going to happen. Now, the kid's here. He's not going anywhere. But it's, it's, it's lucky enough that he's at an institution that could identify certain things like this and then get him the help that he's need, um, that is needed for him to become, to come back on the road to recovery. Now, whether football's in his future or not, you know, knowing that, this kid. That's
0: irrelevant right, right now. You know, really knowing irrelevant. this kid, he yeah. may,
1: it may be and it may not be. But at the end of the day, what he does have is a Tiger family that loves him and that's going to support him no matter what.
0: And, you know, I've had people in my family who have had, had brain issues, Um yep. Uh, my wife ha- has had an issue with it, and I've had an uncle and an aunt mm-hmm. uh, both uh, diagnosed with uh, one with a tumor, other with brain cancer. And so I get it. And, then, man, it's scary for you because, you know, <laughs> when you first hit you, man, you don't know exactly what's wrong with you. and say, man, uh, you know, what's happening with me? Why am I uh, – everything is spinning. Yeah. And you lose your, your sense of balance And everything else with it and it's scary for an older person and it's scary for a younger person too but for them to catch it early uh, hopefully that's a good sign
1: yeah hopefully it's a good sign I think that you know um, LSU has the finest of the finest of everything and then in Baton Rouge you know we do have really great medical facilities so I know he's in good hands and you know it's one of those things where You look at this kid and you see him and, you know, three weeks ago, he looked as healthy as an ox. Yeah. But you just don't know what's going on inside of anybody. And so that's one of the things, again, it's another teaching moment. It's a moment to say whether it's physical or whether it's mental or whether it's emotional. You don't know what's going on inside of anyone. So just take a moment and, and show love and spread love and be a light that chases the darkness away and that's important for me because that's what I try to do on a daily basis and it's hard because you know people display what they are what they're feeling but they don't always display the truth yeah. of who they are and so you know if someone's having a bad day go ahead and try to brighten their day if someone's not if they're off just a little bit try to figure out what you can do to make it right you know we are to be servants of others so that we can have the best come back to us and I think I truly believe that and I think this is a good time a moment to reflect on just being great to others and then not taking anything for granted
0: And so many people reached out, you know, we hear it on yep. Sports Talk and whatever mm-hmm. reach out, you know And talk about Greg and of him being an inspiration, you know for, You get the fact it doesn't matter what age you could be a young child You could be somebody in their teens in their 20s 50s 60s, whatever to fight this, but We all need one another. We need somebody in our lives to kind of be that person to be there when we really need them. And fortunately for Greg, he's got a good support staff.
1: Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And he's going to continue to have that moving forward. And I think that that's another deal where individually we all need to make sure that we have the same around us. Right. And, again, another teaching moment. It's one of those things where you and I can be a great support staff to whomever we come encounter with. And uh, family, uh, extended family, friends, uh, acquaintances, um, co-workers, whoever. It doesn't matter who it is. That's a job for everybody. So we're all a servants to one another. And I think if we live like that, we can all make this place a much better place. We'll be back with more of the Gulf
0: Coast Bank & Trust Tiger tailgating show like to tell you along with Herb Tyler. We're live at Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us. Also, we want to thank Map Construction, Map Built, Build Beyond. They're the presenting sponsor of our Tiger tailgating show. Man, we appreciate them always standing by us and, and helping us out. That's when right. we come back, we'll have our Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, College Sports Notebook right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. We're back here on our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show. We're live from Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Great crowd. Come on by and visit uh, Herb and I as we do the pregame show. Man, surrounded by television. You can watch all the games that are playing. If you're not going to the game, you can come here and watch the LSU game. Right here, and also great drink specials. Got a lot of people uh, at the bar sort of watching the games unfold in front of us. And as we watch it with less than 30 seconds left, Clemson and Florida State are tied 24 24. To want to thank Acme Oyster House and also to our presenting sponsor, Map Construction, Map Built, Build Beyond. This is our Thibodeau Regional Health Systems Tiger Scout Notebook brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems. I want to thank Greg Stock and everybody there uh, for supporting us also. heard one of the things different from this Arkansas team in the past, their strength was always their offensive line. Mm-hmm. I can say that ain't the case. No, They had three false start penalties uh, at home against b what Man, what? At home you got that? What the hell are you going to do tonight with this kind of ruckus? But the one thing they do a good job with, pressure on the quarterback they've really put in a lot of pressure and a lot of that has to do with a guy who spent one season at LSU in Landon Jackson Mm -hmm. and um, hurt his knee had knee surgery decided to transfer goes to University of Arkansas but they're going to put a lot of heat on Jaden Daniels now you got to be careful with that you give him a lane he's going to take off and go with it and You hang your cornerbacks out on an island. That's right. You're gonna blitz.
1: Well, you you go back to those false starts. You know, it's one of those things that it's uh, it's just not a a, 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 it's discipline. And so, whether you're at home, whether you're away, you should never have false starts. Period. And I think that Arkansas is showing exactly who they are. They're an undisciplined team that has some decent talent, coached with a really good coach, with a very experienced quarterback uh, uh, coming back with KJ Jefferson. So. I would say that at the end of the day the pressure that on the defense side is going to be tough for Jaden, but Dayden has seen that all year long and even last year. And we've seen what he does and we know what he can do when the pressure's in his face, he can get outside. He's either gonna get outside and burn your defense with his legs, or he's gonna kick slide left or right and then he's gonna throw the ball on you into to neighbors or one of those other guys, right?
0: Okay, um uh... Their best cornerback was a guy that spent time here in Moody yep. McLaughlin. Yep. Uh, and, man, Moody, he could play. And the nickname's right. <laughs> I mean, he's Moody. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, he can play. He he, he can flat-out play. Yeah. But one-on-one, that's the battle to watch because we saw last week, and we talked about it in the pregame, ain't no way Mississippi State can cover this dude one-on-one. No. No. Now, McLaughlin's got a better chance. Uh, than, than anybody who State has. So it be interesting to see the one-on-one matchup with Moody. But going back to uh, the offensive line play, man, that's Sam Pittman's wheelhouse. They're supposed to be. They, they haven't been physical. They haven't run the football mm-hmm. real well. Mm-hmm. And um, we watched K.J. Jefferson last week. I, I think he's got an injury that they're not quite telling you everything about. He stayed in the pocket. Now, I know that's – that's a different philosophical yep. change from what's been in the past, but man, that's a big part of his game is running the football. because you talk about a six-foot four 250-pound man yeah. out there running it. The offensive line has not played well. We'll see how healthy KJ is yeah. uh, today. But the most disappointing thing in watching Arkansas is Sam Pittman, you know, he built his reputation on a good offensive, offensive line, line. Play. Yeah.
1: They ain't there. No, so, you know, we'll go back to the, the defense side and Moody. I, I think Moody's a good, I uh, think I a, think great, a good player. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's a great player. But what I will say is if he's covering Neighbors, Neighbors has some some um, unbelievable athletic ability and he's riding the high of a game that he had yet in his career, and he's just going to be psyched out of his mind going into this game. And I think that Jaden will understand that, and I think it's going to be personal. That's what it is. And so... That being said, the offensive line that Sam Pittman has put together here this year for Arkansas is subpar. But I'm not going to count Coach Pittman out because I know he knows how to coach those linemen. Now, does he have the talent, you know? Does uh, does the that we saw th- th- this morning or today here at the table, does he go to Arkansas and help them out as a 13-year-old?
0: Man, <laughs> we just got this young man walked up to us. He says he's 13 years old. He must be six foot three and some change mm-hmm. and I would say his second number is probably an eight. He's 13 years old. Yep. Uh, he walks up here and he's gone. He's going to watch Arkansas. I think Mom wants him to go to LSU.. LSU. Yep. but uh, I think you know, maybe Dad's uh, having him take a long look at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. but that's been Sam's wheelhouse. You go back to those charger teams that could run the football. It was Pittman. Go back to Oklahoma when they really had a good yeah, running game. That was Pittman. It was Pittman mm-hmm. into that. And we've seen it in the past. Now, can Raheem play today, and that's all questionable. And you just heard a snappy Sam Pittman say, well, I'm not sure if Rocket can play today. I'm not sure. It sounds like he's uh, not too like happy he about and something. And he's not too happy about everything that's right. that he's not playing. So, Correct. So, um, He's certainly a big play element and they don't really have a true number 1 receiver.
1: No, no, no. And and, and I think that hurts KJ um 100% and then to go back to what you're saying, maybe KJ is hurting um somewhere or dealing with some sort of injury. And I'm not telling you. That's that, right. And <laughs> or maybe maybe he's trying to, you know, stay in the pocket and become this pocket quarterback, which in my mind is not what you're supposed to do in in college. In college you should be let it all loose, hang, you know, have fun, and go make some plays out there because this is the most opportunity and time that you're going to be able to be yourself to, to, to be able to show any and everybody what you can do, and this is the time right now. So we'll see, we'll see how all of that stuff shakes itself out. I think ultimately, um, you know, being in Death that, that Valley the tonight um, at Tiger Stadium at 6 o'clock when the lights come on at 7.15, it's going to be a whole nother show. And I think that Arkansas is going to get, I think it's going to be much too much for them. And because I think that LSU is now taking that next step. Right? We, we talked about it after the Florida State game. How do they bounce back? They bounce back with a really good win against Grambling. Right? And then they come back with Mississippi State. And they play exceptionally well against Mississippi State. Still with some mistakes here and there. I still don't like the zone defense that we play sometimes. It kind of irks my nerves a little bit. But, when we go back and we play man-to-man, we're all over it. You know, we're there. When we play some sort of combo, zone-man combo, we're there. They, you know, we, we look really well. But this team, LSU, is now ascending to where we think they should have been in the first game. Now, they're not there yet. But this is a great opportunity to start another – take another step up that ladder to become what they need to be for the 2023 season.
0: Herb, uh, last week we spoke about it pre-game and postgame, the impact – uh, without having no more space in the lineup, uh, Greg Penn. And mm-hmm. then Whit Weeks comes in. Okay, he's a true freshman. Yeah. Man, he ain't played like no true freshman. He got it. Now, my thing about it is if a guy can play as a freshman, I'm playing it. Because I'm not keeping him forever. Either that, he's going to transfer out. Yeah. So I was really impressed with what I saw from Weeks and also from Greg Penn.
1: I, I think the- those two guys are phenomenal athletes, and I think they're they're, 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 they were highly rated or as rated as highly as they are because of a reason. And the reason was a little bit of it showed last week. And I think that um, this is a part of those different classes that Brian Kelly is going to bring in. And these are the type of guys that's going to make an impact now. And this is something that we talked about before. I don't really care what star you are. If you're a one star, if you're a 25 and a half star, I don't care. If you can play, you're going to play. And I'm going to play you early because I, I, even if you play ten plays a game, that's more than me just letting you sit for a year and you're not gaining any experience. So I'm, I agree with you. I think, you know, Weeks and, and Penn played very, very well last week, and I'm looking forward to them to take another step this week and become better.
0: Well, I, I give Mason Smith, Savion, yes. and, and and Campbell. They told me this at the our pro football combine when they were counselors there. With high school kids, I asked them, Tell me a guy's not getting any recognition, but you, I think, will be big time this year. All three of them Greg Penn, Greg yeah. Penn, Greg Penn. And they weren't all in the same room at the same time. So they could see it in the practice sessions, they could see what he was doing in the weight room that Penn could be that type athlete for this team.
1: Now, you know, the thing about that is seeing it in practice is one thing, but it developing in the game and over the course of consistent time is something different. And I'm hoping that that Greg Penn can really make that happen um, as well as weeks to where they can start developing outside of what they see on a daily basis at practice because now you're going up against SEC four in the middle of a game that has 100,000 people watching you and now the light is shining, you know, brightly on you. And I think these guys are capable of doing it, which is why they're here at LSU playing in the position that they're playing and getting the opportunity to play the way that they're playing. And I really am looking forward to seeing the maturation of these guys over the course of the next five or six games to see exactly where they end up at the end of this season. And I'm really excited about what Greg Penn has been doing. And in, in the weeks, you know, his, him, he and his brother are playing very, very well for LSU. And I think we're going to be pretty, pretty, a pretty good duel moving forward.
0: That's a wrap for our Thibodeau Regional Health Systems Tiger Scout Notebook brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health Systems. Thank Greg Stock and everybody there for representing us each and every week. We'll be back with more of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. We're at 3535, I uh, almost said Holland, but we have Perkins Road right here at Acme Oyster House. Come on by and visit us, talk some LSU football. Great food here, drink specials, everything around. You can watch all the games that are happening at the current time. And we come back, we'll have Jeff Palermo from the Louisiana Radio Network with us, talking LSU Tigers right after this break here on the Big 870. Welcome back to our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show. We're live at Acme Oyster House, 3535 Perkins Road here in Baton Rouge. Come on by and visit us, talk LSU football. Got a great crowd here for, I guess it's in between lunch and supper. So I don't know what you want to call Uh, it. (laughs) Lupper. You can watch all the games, and you're surrounded by TV. Also got some great drink specials. Got got to talk to a couple people before that were in the bar. Man, they were just all excited. And Ding Dong, the Wicked Witch's Death Uh in the AFC, ACC, I should say, as Florida State pulls it off 31-24 in overtime to beat Clemson. Mm. So the seven-game win streak has been snapped by the Seminoles. And we all know, man, they had circled this on the calendar from the day after they played them last year, that this was the game they wanted to win. And sure enough, Florida State 31, Clemson 24 in overtime. We're gonna go down to our inside the Tiger Den, which is brought to you by Go Tax Resolution, your go-to tax resolution team, G-E-A-U-X. Go Tax Go. And on our Oakland Hard Jewelist Talk and Text Line is Jeff Palermo from Louisiana uh, Radio Network. And Jeff, this is a different look and sort of a different feel for LSU Arkansas. Herbert and I talked about it. normally we're doing this. This type of pregame and stuff, we're November. doing this in November. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not this time of the year. But this is also a different look. Arkansas team where, man, they've struggled up front. And that, that's really surprising for me, the way Sam Pittman has been and sort of built his reputation. Now, they do get some pressure on the quarterback now. Uh, that defensive front setback, to right to mobile.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, they've certainly, uh, Mike Herb, always good to have be on the show with you as always. But uh, the offensive line, I- I'm kind of curious to see uh, what Arkansas can do here this Saturday because I think they were embarrassed last week uh, losing that game against BYU. Uh, not only committing the, uh, the uh, number of penalties, but allowing uh, K.J. Jefferson to get sacked four times. Never really able to uh, establish the, a running game. Um, you know AJ Green, their running back. He had a he had a long run, I think accounted for about 50 yards. But other than that, they couldn't get anything going. Granted, Rocket Sanders um, has been injured and probably will not play again here tonight. So yeah, they, they've had some issues. New offensive coordinator, new wide receivers, uh, KJ Jefferson learning another system. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that have been working against Arkansas and. I would imagine they were pretty focused in on practice this week, trying to get a lot of the mistakes uh, corrected because they know they gotta they got to bring their A game into Tiger Stadium tonight if they want to have a
0: chance to win. Jeff, here's my deal about new system and wanting to get him to be more of a pocket passer. I understand that, but don't you have to adjust your system to the talent on hand? Hmm. Well, wh- why are you trying to make K.J.? Uh, and I, I, I get maybe show a little bit more discipline in staying in the pocket, but he's a guy that moves left and right, and is one of his biggest assets is that he's a six foot four, two hundred fifty pound man. Yeah. He takes off downfield. Come on, those cornerbacks are doing ole moves. They're trying <laughs> to get out of his way uh, a lot. So uh, when I hear that about oh, adjust to the new system, what? Uh, you can't ask uh, a quarterback in his last year no. to adjust for what you want to do in this your first year? Uh, that don't sound good to me, Jeff. I'll be honest with you. Well, I think we saw it last week in Starkville, right, with Will Rogers.
2: Yes, I mean, you exactly. Wanna, I you was just, just going to
0: say that. <laughs> you just
2: – uh, after watching that game, I came away the impression like, well, why don't they just go find an air raid offensive coordinator that coached with Leach and have him be the offensive coordinator and ride that out one more year at least with Will Rogers. And then if you want to transition to something else after that, go ahead and do it. Um, yeah, KJ has not been running as much as he, he as he normally has. But I tell you what, you know, this is, this is what makes this game a little bit dangerous, I think, for LSU is because... I would imagine they have probably tweaked some things here offensively. And I would not be surprised if we do see KJ Jefferson running the football a little bit more. Let's get back to what makes this guy a really good quarterback in the SEC. Why was he the second team all SEC preseason quarterback? Let's get him back into that, get him back into something a little bit more comfortable. Um, so that's that's the thing that uh, LSU has to be on guard for if, they, if we start to see them change things up and make some tweaks here and allow KJ to try to be uh, more of a weapon with his legs instead of, as you mentioned, trying to keep him in the pocket and hope that he can uh, make plays that way.
1: Jeff, how does Coach Kelly get his LSU team up and motivated after being on what I call such a... A big high last week of really playing, a, I think, a really outstanding game against Mississippi State at 11 o'clock. And then you turn around and you come and you get ready, essentially, almost. How does Coach Kelly get those guys up and ready to roll? Because it's important that they continue to play like they played last week. Each game, each week.
2: Yeah, you know, this is where they got to try to, you know, stack some wins together, right? College and really NFL coaches, they love talking about stacking wins together. And I-, I thought LSU had the exact right mindset going into that game against Starkville, against Mississippi State and Starkville. They were so well prepared, and to me, it is hard to just duplicate that again. And so here, you know, here's what they got to fight against. Um, They had the easy win against Mississippi State. They look at the scoreboard, and they see that BYU beat Arkansas. I'm sure they watched the game tape, Mm -hmm. and they saw an undisciplined team and a team that's kind of struggling trying to find itself on offense. And you just don't want to go back to what we saw kind of in the Florida State game where you thought, hey, all we need to do is, you know, show up. We're we're the fifth-ranked team in the country at the time. Uh, You know, it's It'll, our talent will just take it over. We don't have to be in the right mindset. We don't have to be as prepared. Let's, let's just let our talent take over. And um, the message was made after that loss against you know nope, it, it, it's just not all about the physical traits of the game. There's, there's the mental and the competitiveness and the intensity that you need to have. And that was a lesson that was learned. So let's see if they can come back out and try to – match what they did against Mississippi State. If they're able to, guys, I'll be really impressed. If they could come out and win another game like 41-14 to and never give Arkansas a chance to really be in the game, I think that would be very impressive and a really good sign of yes. where this team is
0: at. Yeah, um, we've seen a couple games now on Mason Smith and some football rust on him. Uh, I expect somewhere along the line, um, you, you're going to see the real Mason Smith real quickly. And, uh, man, you can play havoc up front. And you think about it. If you have an offensive line issues and you got my and you got Mason and Savion, and Jefferson has played really well, too, and the uh, gallery uh, up in the middle. Man, you got something there. One of those guys have to break out because, you know, with Perkins on the field, that's going to be sort of – uh, I won't see double-team every play because that's not going to happen. But you got a lot of one-on-one matchups here. You can win. And so I think if it's not this week, next, somewhere along the line, these defensive line when, with more experience, with Mason coming off the injury, they can have that big game and really put pressure on the quarterback and stop the run.
2: Yeah. and I mean, Brian Kelly really feels it's, it's coming here with, with Mason Smith, that eventually that. You know, he's about ready to, to unleash and be the guy that we thought going into this season being, a, you know, an all SEC caliber player. And, um, you know, we saw with Harold Perkins uh, in the game against Mississippi State, it seems like uh, it's coming back to him as well, getting him back into his original position. So uh, these things uh, sometimes take time. Um, I, yeah, obviously, Arkansas has got to be pretty well aware of what Mason Smith can do and Makai Wingle and these guys. I would think you and have Perkins. To
0: see, he, he was a one-man team last
2: year. Uh, I mean, he's the reason why they won the game last year. And, and remember, <laughs> he, right. he, he he wasn't feeling well in that game as well. And uh, Brian Kelly referred it to referred to it as uh, his, his Michael Jordan flu game. And um, so it's you know, yeah. So Arkansas is well aware of what Perkins can do. I, I'm just thinking this Arkansas offensive line is, is going to give a better effort here. Tonight, uh, I mean, they just got, let's face it, you lose to BYU at home up by double digits on a couple of different occasions. That's an embarrassing loss. Um, so they, I think they play better, but, uh, you know, can we really start to see Mason Smith start to make some of these splash plays? It, it would be really nice to see.
1: Jeff, there's a, you know, an X factor in this game today, and uh, Mike and I talked a little bit about it earlier with Greg Brooks and where he is in his battle right now off the field. How is that going to play into the hearts of the LSU players moving forward? And I know some, also some Arkansas players, but how, how do you think that's going to inspire the team to play today?
2: Well, I mean, I think we, you know, you go back to the Mississippi State win. Obviously the players were aware of what was going on with Greg Brooks and that even though it wasn't made public, I think they knew of the serious situation and that might have, help them play as inspired football as they did against Mississippi state. Now the whole world knows about it. Uh, the, uh, I would have think that, uh, you know, the 90,000 plus that are going to be in tiger stadium tonight, especially those wearing purple and gold are going to be expecting a, a, a really spirited effort by this LSU defense and for Greg Brooks, they're going to be wearing the number three, uh, sticker on their helmets here in, in honor of Greg Brooks. Um, so they, they obviously they were able to overcome it last week. Uh, this is a little bit different now. Everything's kind of settled in a little bit. So can we can mm-hmm. we again uh, see you know they them have that kind of uh, performance like they had last week? I tell you what, Andre Sam played like the, his hair was on fire last week.
0: Ooh. Ooh. You yeah, he did.
2: Yes. Yeah, you need a, a you know you know you need Sage uh, Ryan to you know continue to be a contributor on defense and. Um, You know, what are you, you know, Ryan Yates, you know, another true freshman here that you're kind of, you're all of a sudden leaning on. What can you get out of him? So, a lot of um, the the secondary is still a concern. And and I I think for Arkansas, what what they got to do here in tonight's game is they got to hit some big chunk plays. They got some bigger wide receivers, and they need to, they're they're not going to be able to go 12 plays, 80 yards, and just kind of. Uh, grind out drives they're going to need to try to take advantage of this lsu defensive secondary and make some things happen use those bigger wide receivers on lsu's cornerbacks and see if they can you know get some 40 50 yard pass plays or something like that to put them in position to score or obviously if you can you know get a 55 yard touchdown pass i think that's what arkansas is going to be counting on let's try to test that lsu secondary uh, Mississippi State never really got that chance. I mean, part of it was uh, I, I think they just got to Will Rogers so quickly it got them all flustered. And again, Will Rogers trying to run a new system and doubting himself as much as he did. Um, mm. So can can LSU do that again here? Can they can they get after KJ a little bit and, and confuse him a little bit and, and make him rush some throws? Uh, but if KJ's got time, I think he's going to really try to get take some shots down the field.
0: Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it, yes, buddy. Uh, always got great insights.
2: All right, guys. You have a good one. Thanks.
0: All Jeff, right. thank you, man. That was Jeff Palermo from the Louisiana Radio Network. And that's our Inside the Tiger Den segment brought to you by GoTax Resolution, your go-to tax resolution team, G-E-A-U-X, GoTax, Go. We'll be back to finish it up here in our number one of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike Detail, along with Herb Tyler, right after this break here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here. Our number one on our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, live from Acme Oyster House right here in Baton Rouge, presented by Map Construction, Map Built, Build Beyond. This is an LSU pregame show, but we want to say this because it happened about an hour ago. The Saints have agreed to a new four year contract extension to defensive end Carl Grandison, four years, $52 million with $2 million per season in mm. incentives. Mm. Goes to show you the hard work. Man, he beat out, before Peyton Turner got hurt, he beat him out. Yep. He's an undrafted rookie free agent that comes in here. He told Bobby and I the story. I'm a 175-pound defensive end coming out of the California high school ranks. How many people recruit me? Not many, but Wyoming did, and now he's cashed in because of his yep. hard work four-year, $52 million contract extension with the Saints. Hard work and perseverance,
1: right? Yeah, you got to keep rolling. And being in the right place, right time.
0: We'll be back with more of our Tiger tailgating show live from Mac House, right here in Baton Rouge.